Hi there, and welcome to the Skylight Books author reading series. If you'd like to learn more about us and our many upcoming author events, please visit skylightbooks.com, where you can browse our inventory, buy books, and join our Friends with Benefits Club. You can also follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. To speak to a real live bookseller like me, please call 323-660-1175. Thanks for your support, and enjoy. Okay, without further ado, allow me to introduce Mary Naomi, the award-winning author and illustrator of four comic memoirs and creator of the Cartoonists of Color, Queer Cartoonist, and Disabled Cartoonist databases. Uh, she co-hosts the podcast Ask By Girls with Miriam Gerba, and she lives in Los Angeles with her husband, the aforementioned Gary, uh, and many, seven, cats and dogs. Please visit her website at marynaomi.com. And please, round of applause, Mary Naomi and Gary. Oh my God, Yumi, your jumpsuit. Hi, thank you so much for coming. Um, this is going to be a little impromptu because uh, we just found out Miriam was sick yesterday. So I gave Gary a list of um, things, that, talking points we could talk about. He's, uh, we've been together for a billion years, since 2007. And so he's been here since the inception of all of these books. He's always the first one to read it. Last night, he, bless him, read the whole trilogy all the way through. Um, we had some drinks. It was good. So uh, <laughs> uh, first of all, I'm, I'm going to show you this quick slideshow just to give you an idea of what the book looks like. Um, I'll tell you a little, just a little bit about it before we ha start our conversation. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, he's never done this before, but he's seen many of these. So, you know, we'll see. Um, so... So Losing the Girl um, was the first book uh, out of the trilogy. There's the cover. I started drawing, writing and drawing it in uh, 2009. So I hadn't had my first book published yet. At the time, I was pi uh, uh, pitching my first book, which was Kiss and Tell, A Romantic Resume, which is a memoir about my sex life as a teenager that Kiyoshi's young children should read. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kyoshi. <laughs> um, and uh, one of the people I pitched to uh, asked if I'd be willing to do Young Adult. And I said, I don't know. I've never read Young Adult before. And so they sent me a box full of Young Adult books. And I thought, okay, I could do this. And I came up with a story. Uh, it was the first time, well, it's not the first time I'd written fiction, but this is the first time I've ever been published. My fiction has ever been published. And this one came out three years ago. And, um, and then each subsequent year is a new book. And so finally the trilogy is over. And it's a character study pretty much of these teenagers. Um, the conceit of the book, well, it's fiction, but a lot of it was based off of things that were happening to me that I wasn't ready to write about yet at the time, which I guess probably is all fiction <laughs> if you think about it. Uh, and what I was trying to do with this, series was look through the eyes of other people 
since my memoir is all pretty much na navel gazing, so I thought, well, I, you know, the best part about reading is seeing through other people's eyes, and so I thought I could try to do that myself as as the author. So each chapter is told through a different protagonist's eyes and is also drawn in a different style specific to how the protagonist sees the world, and that changes throughout the series and throughout even sometimes panel to panel, depending on what's going on. So I'll just show, this is uh, Nigel uh, Jones. And uh, so here's him talking with a girl that he likes. Her name is Emily. And so this is kind of how he sees her. Her, her font is a little curly, because he sees her as kind of girly fancy. And he's, he sees himself as, as, as many of the protagonists do, as the center of their own personal movie. So a lot of times they'll, draw, they'll kind of envision themselves with a plain font. It's really nerdy. I, I told him to stop me if I stop talking about fonts too much. <laughs> anyway, so th that's why her, her she's got cursive in her font. Um, she's half Japanese like me. Um, and uh, through his eyes, she's what I imagine a lot of people I went to school with kind of exoticized me, so she looks a little more exoticized. Whereas when you see her in her own eyes, she just looks like normal. Um, so she's kind of calling him on his stuff here. Uh, and you can see how he's very animated. He sees himself as very animated, so there's a lot of bending of limbs and, and stuff like that in his chapter. Um, and and it, he's basically talking about his messed up home life and blah, blah, blah. It's what uh, teenagers, when I grew up, what we were doing. And so she's saying, sometimes I wish my parents would just split up and get it over with because they're fighting all the time. And he says, well, let me tell you something. Just because they split up doesn't mean they're going to stop fighting. And I didn't write this until 2009, but that was also the, the, the moment that I realized, oh, that doesn't, like, it, it just suddenly clicked because I was looking through his eyes. Because when I was a teenager, I thought, I wish my parents would split up because they fought all the time. And it just it, it clicked for me as I was writing this in my 30s that that wouldn't have necessarily <laughs> solved all my problems. So here's Emily through her own eyes. Um, it's a different style. She's a lot more black and white. Um, she's, she doesn't think of herself as super stylized like he does. Uh, she doesn't care as much about that stuff. And there's her looking at her crush. Uh, and here's one of her friends, Celine, saying, don't waste your time. Everyone know he's got it bad for Johanna. And she's, I know that. And then her friend Paula saying, she's been crushed ever since she read that poem at the talent show. And then there's her inner voice saying, I can hear her. And then she's looking for her crush's crush. Where is she? Ah, there she is. I would hate her if she weren't so nice. Johanna! Oh, hey. So they're having this little conversation here where she's kind of fishing to see what her relationship with her crush is. And, uh, and you can see her own self-image goes from kind of cutesy here with her big eyes. And she's having this whole internal dialogue. Oh, Brett, I love him. She's like, why does she love him? Then she thinks of him like a brother. And then my dad used to fool around, his dad used to fool around with my mom. And so she's kind of fishing here. And 
she gets the answer she wants, which is she's not interested. And then she's like, ha, ha, ha. And her self-image is, you know, she feels kind of stupid. And, and so because she feels it, that's what you're going to see on the panel. Whereas if this were drawn through someone else's eyes, she would just probably look normal. And there, that's how she feels internally. And then there's her crush, Brett Hathaway, um, who has a crush on this Johanna. And that's how he sees Johanna, not like Emily does. I'm not going to read all this stuff, but I'm just showing you just how the different um, chapters kind of look. Here's Paula, her friend, who she kind of has a falling out with. Um, her thoughts are definitely very distracted. This, uh, this whole series was actually based on the person that this character was based on because I was kind of trying to figure some stuff out. Hey, Walt. <laughs> Please sit in front. There's all these chairs here, and, and it, I'm very lonely. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of front row chairs. <laughs> and so here's how she sees her friend Emily. And this is how she sees herself when she's not feeling good about herself, Paula. And so here's Gravity's Pull was book two. There's, um, oh, there's an alien abduction kind of situation that's going on in the background of this whole drama, teen drama series. Um, and so in book two, we kind of see uh, the abducted girl comes back, and it's, it's kind of a mystery. Uh, she has kind of a weird pull on people, including one of the protagonists. And then we see uh, Paula and Johanna again. Here's another scene from Brett in book two. Um, here's Emily in book two. Uh, as she kind of grows as a character, she starts to see things more in black and white, uh, out of black and white, more shades of gray, and you, so you reflect, that reflects in how you see what she sees. Hey, Sam. Hey, Matt. <laughs> there are seats in the front. <laughs> and then we get to Claudia Jones, who's kind of the um, wild card. She's a uh, the one who's possibly uh, abducted by aliens. Um, and so she's got a very different point of view. Uh, I drew in this in the book too, I drew it all with uh, on different kinds of fun graph paper sometimes. Uh, and I did it with colored pencil and it was a huge learning experience. Apparently you can't erase colored pencil, which is fun um, when you're doing edits. And then this is the final book that we're here for. and. Um, Darren Smith is this kind of uh, abusive guy, and you s here's just a frame of him holding a gun. And here's Johanna O'Malley's view, and Celine, and then the Claudias. And so that's, that's pretty much um, a visual graph of what the books look like. And so now I guess we're going to talk about the book. Okay. And then we're going to have a, um, a Q&A if anyone has questions, start thinking about them. <laughs> All right. Well, so since uh, Miriam was unfortunately not able to be here, I stepped in. And before getting started on this, I actually reread the whole series. I read it from the very beginning, but... And also different drafts. He read different drafts, which, God, you're so great. <laughs> yeah. Well, first thing, in case, you know, a lot of people here are in maybe related to the book industry, but they may not know how long it takes. So I certainly so would like to, you to tell them when you started the first book and then um, how long it took to get each one published and oh how man. it was finished. 
So yeah, the first book I started in 2009, um, but the, the publisher who wanted me to do YA, she ended up not being able to get it published through her house, and it wasn't until, wait, so it's 2020, 19, so 2018, so it took nine years for that first one to get published. Um, and I didn't draw it out entirely. I think, I think I was done drawing it after maybe seven, and I had to put it down at times because I was working on those other books that we were talking about. Um, so yeah, it took a long time. But then once once the first one got published, there was, I guess th he, they wanted to do it, stagger it year after year. So I was, um, it was, wh what do they call it? Hurry up and wait, where uh, I was doing nothing, doing nothing. And then suddenly I was drawing all the time, 24 hours a day is the worst thing ever. <laughs> I'll never do that again. <laughs> So one of your uh, pointed questions is like, what was the origin of the story? But since you covered a lot of that, I actually wanted to delve a little bit further in the characters themselves. Oh yeah. So I've read all of your books, not just these, and I <laughs> see similarities between some of the characters here that have showed up in other works. Oh no, you're not up here to tell my secrets. <laughs> uh, Wait. Yes, I am. <laughs> I feel like the audience wants to know. Wait. So, like, it's like. Johanna, for example, is someone who appears in one of the other books. Um, <laughs> what? So you don't have to give who the people are, but like... Um, she does look like Mirabai from I Thought You Hated Me. Mm -hmm. And you're right, she's based off of Mirabai. Although Mirabai is not a lesbian. Right. Although I used to wonder if she was, so... Yeah, so this is sort of like fictionalized versions of Absolutely. these people. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and some of them I noticed are bits and pieces of people that haven't shown up in books before, but um, that I know personally. So, like, I know you're drawing from real world. On that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Nigel is uh, is is uh, based off of two boys I dated in high school, and one looks like him, and the other one does not. But the, I just kind of they both have the same name. Oh wait, no, no, that those were other ones. Anyway, they're based on two guys. So. Um, I kind of actually wanted to talk about representation a little bit and, and uh, drawing, I mean, seeing me, a Japanese, American, mixed race, woman, slash non-binary, whatever, uh, drawing a, a black teenage boy was definitely, um, I didn't realize, realize until I was in the middle of it, oh no, <laughs> what am I doing? Um, but I, I did find it helpful that I was pretty much literally drawing from real people that I, I felt like I was, that that made it easier. I wasn't second guessing a lot of things, although I did end up getting a sensitivity reader just in case uh, before the publication happened. So, um, but yeah, yeah, pretty much everyone's based on off of real people. You might think that the Japanese American girl is based on me, but actually she and I are very, very different, uh, which was kind of fun to do. Um, like she had some some issues with do I or do I not get an abortion where I, I've never had that issue. I was, you know, it's never a question. So. I mean, uh, that's actually a good segue because the book covers a bunch of topics that, um, you know, they're not always easy to, to, for people to understand. So I, I'm curious if you um, intentionally tried to just explore all these things of, of high school life. Um. God, 
again, I, I wrote out most of this stuff in 2009. <laughs> so yeah. I'm trying to remember, like, where did I, how did I, why, why? I mean, I, I think I just wanted to tell an, a story that reflected my experience and the experiences of um, the teenagers I went to high school with. So I was just, even though the, the, the book isn't supposed to take place in a specific time or place, it's sort of all made up, but I was definitely, I, I was definitely writing from my experience. Yeah. Is there a reason why you chose specific, like one of the cool things is each character has its own art style. Um, did, is there a reason why you picked the stippled style for one character or the dark line style? You try to match it to the characters? Yeah, although it's hard, it's really hard. Um, to explain why a lot of it was very intuitive, such as, oh, she thinks very black and white, so she's gonna be drawn in black and white, and then as she gets into the grays, she, she is drawn into the grays. Uh, there was a lot of that, and it wasn't until the editing process where I had to really explain all those things to my editor, and none of those things had been, I hadn't calculated them in words. They were, I just intuitively, that's how it was, but but once I once he asked, well, what's the point of this balloon being here? I found that I had very good reasons for everything, um, which was exciting. Because <laughs> well, you never know how you're gonna when you're there. I'm not gonna give anything away from the latest book, but I do notice that the towards the end there is a lot more of the pencil colored uh, images, and it's a lot more uh, like uh, not photo real, but realistic. Well, so the. I don't want to give too much away in the spoilers, <laughs> but there's but the more photorealistic or the more colorful a character is, I, f I feel like that's you're seeing more of the truth of what you know what the truth is because everyone's seeing their own version. I mean, I I personally have some pretty bad body dysmorphia where I look in the mirror for a second and I look okay, and then I look a second ago uh, later or someone takes a photo, I'm like, oh, no, no, that's not what I look like. And I mean, so if, if one person's point of view can change so quickly, then, you know, what is the truth, what really? So I was, I thought a lot about that when I was um, making, especially Claudia's chapter, which is supposed to be kind of based in reality, but it's, it's very surreal. It's very weird, as my editor likes to say, which I love him. It's great. No, I, I'm really glad that he let me get super weird with this. Um, I mean, I think it's... it's but also, also with the last book, um, I draw, drew it mostly with the iPad Pro, which everything else had been drawn um, traditionally with ink and paper and then cut, maybe colored on the computer. So there was a... There, there is a sharp... I tried to make it look as much like the other books, and I think I did a pretty good job. Um, so trying to make it look like it wasn't drawn on a, com on a computer. Uh, but I, I did suddenly have a lot more freedom to do stuff because of the iPad, because there's the whole editing process. Whereas in book two, I was kind of stuck with what I did if I spent three days on a page, and then I couldn't erase anything. <laughs> Yay, iPad Pro. Who well, knew? I always hated drawing on computers, so this is very exciting for me. Yeah, I mean, all the uh, final looks, like, they look more realistic, but they also look uh, somehow nice. Um, and I think it's it contrasts greatly, like, say, with Nigel, um, in that he thinks of himself, in his own view, is quite goofy, I think. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, well, he, I, I think he thinks he's a funny guy. Yeah. Um, no one else really seems to think that. Uh, 
I did notice when some reviews started coming out uh, on Goodreads, and I know I'm not supposed to read those, but I do, and uh, there are a lot of people, like teachers of kids who are upset because some of the characters start off as kind of jerks and say jerky things to other kids. And, um, and so they'd be like, one star, just a rude, ableist joke or whatever. But what, what they didn't stick around for was to see, oh, yes, they're jerks. That's why everyone, like, hates them <laughs> or whatever. I, I, I can't imagine trying to draw or write a book where everyone's just nice. I mean, it happens, but, like, I, I just... Yeah, I find that one particularly, like, when, when I saw that, I was very surprised because you can't have bad characters not do things that bad people do in the real world. Yeah. It's sort of like a strange um, removal that, and a lot of TV shows and so on don't have that problem. They, ha they say plenty of bad things. So That's I was curious true. why school teachers think it's need necessary to clean the books out. I mean, it's hard to say. I can't speak for them, but... All right. Well, well, uh, well it's, it's different when it's... Uh, I think my, my editor was explaining this to me <laughs> okay. a little bit, where apparently if it's in a book form versus in a movie, in a movie it's gone in a second, uh. and so even though you see it and it's, go it's gone, where in a movie, uh, with a book you could just stare, stare at the bad word forever, and... There's so much that. going in a book. So like <laughs> when, when you were... Everything was being reviewed to make certain that there weren't band names and things like that, that it's surprising how much gets um, cleaned out just because you've got to be careful. Yeah, that mostly happened in the memoirs that I was writing where I, apparently you're only allowed to say, have this many words of lyrics from a band before you start paying them royalties, which is crazy. <laughs> so that or so many Grateful Dead bears before they get litigious. That was a pretty interesting yeah, one. I had to blacken out some of the bears in Kiss and Tell. Yeah, I do find it. <laughs> Ironic that the Grateful Dead is like... Oh, teachers. I have some yeah. stories, but I won't. <laughs> All right, so, but that does lead me to the, one of the questions on your chart is um, why, why YA, right? So I will broaden that a little bit in the sense that um, I noticed in bookstores that a lot of the more experimental stuff is in the YA section. So, oh, yeah? I mean... You look at YA? Well, I, I'm in a bookstore, so I'm always looking at everything, you know, and oh. so I look at that... And I think YA is a bad term because it's not just for young people. So I don't know oh, yeah. I about I, You know, I thought I had never read YA when she asked if I would do YA, but apparently I had. I'd read The Hunger Games and stuff, which apparently is technically YA. I just didn't know. But when I remember trying to read that stuff when I was a kid and just feeling like I was being talked down to. And when that woman sent me the box of books, I definitely I read all of them, and, and I felt like I was getting an, a lesson as to what not to do, because I remember as a kid just hating it when people would talk down to me. So I'm like, well, what would I? What story do I want to see? And what, you know, put myself back into 14 year old me. Like, what, you know, how do I want to be talked to? And it's pretty much I wanted to be talked to like an adult. So, but apparently I had to take out the swears anyway. <laughs> Did you have to edit the? The little uh, lion sex scene. Oh yes, I had to take out the little sweat scenes from the the lions doing it. <laughs> it's not very graphic. It went to the zoo, you know, and so it's sort of natural. But <laughs> I like that bit. Um, one of we went. I had to fight him for that too. He's I like, know. I know. I remember. <laughs> like that stays. That happens like, at zoo. It's funny. It's funny that they're doing it. Yeah. Um, 
so one of your other prepared questions is, uh, who are your artistic influences? Why did I put that there? You asked yourself. Oh, God, I was just, I didn't think you'd have to use that. <laughs> <laughs> Not you, oh. actually, just anyway. Oh, man. Can we skip this one? <laughs> sure. I think, so, okay, I'll go back to one of the ones that you often um, skip over, but I think it's actually important for the setup of the story, which is the science fiction elements of it. Oh, yeah. you got stars all over the thing, so it is a sci-fi related thing. yeah. But um, I remember one of the reasons you wanted to do that was to ha have the characters be in some kind of mystery, but also their phones wouldn't work and things like that. That's true. I think I, I think the sci-fi element was the the idea of the editor who originally asked me to make a book. She said, "What if you threw in this? Or what if you threw in that?" And we we're kind of I think it was, was going to be a lot more sci-fi heavy in the beginning, um, but then I honestly hadn't read a lot of sci-fi so I was like uh and I would back out back out um I wanted it to be more cerebral and less aliens sure <laughs> but there are things the themes through it are not beating you over the head with what they are but it makes you think about the character of Claudia and um that she might appear in various times but you don't know I think that's pretty cool <laughs> okay. I mean, I think I went through all the prepared questions. I don't know if yeah. you do. You want to do does audience? Does stuff? anyone have any questions that they have about the series or comics in general or fonts? I like talking about fonts. <laughs> yeah, you enter all your fonts manually. There's no yes, computer. no. There's no computers involved. Yeah. Well, although now I'm drawing them onto the computer, but I mean, yeah. Oh, Nikki. So the question is, did a write, was writing fiction more freeing since I was changing genres from writing memoir for so long? And the answer is yes, yes. So I'll, I'll, go, I'll go a little bit more into the backstory of this story. Um, at the time, I had, uh, I wouldn't call her an enemy, but there was someone who had been my friend who'd done horrible things to me d like a dozen years prior, and I didn't find out about it until fairly recently up to that point. And I wasn't ready to write about it yet, but I was kind of ready to let it go. And so I wanted to see the world through her eyes and see, okay, well, what was she thinking? Why would she do that? She, she's not an evil person, blah, blah, blah. So I based this character on her and kind of had her do some of the similar backstabby things that she did. And, uh, and so I just got to play around in her head for a while. Um, and, yeah, I didn't really have to uh, – it was nice because I didn't have to answer to her. You know, when you're, when you're drawing someone or including some, a real person in a story, you – I generally like to let them know so that I don't get an angry phone call in the middle of the night or whatever, angry email or person in, <laughs> in my front door. So, yeah, it was, it was amazing. And, and the best part was, like, the more I got into it, the less the character be, was her. Like, it stopped being her, and it started being its own character, which was 
which I think started happening in book two, which was very exciting because I'm like, oh, am I over it? I wasn't over it. Um, but, but the book was taking a life in its own, which was great. And so, yeah, it was super fun. It, it, but it's also really intimidating because when I'm drawing my own life, I know what the phone looked like or I know what the building looked like that I was in. But here I just had to start from scratch. I'm like, well, I guess I could base this on my high school or I can, you know, create all new cars and do whatever. Like, what, what's, what house are they in? Okay, well, they're in a tract home. So I was looking up tract homes and there's a lot more work, like when you're creating new architecture and stuff like that, which I'm working on a graphic novel right now where everything's new and not based on anything. And, Man, I'm spending a lot of time designing teacups. <laughs> yeah, I remember you had uh, to ask someone about how to do an ollie in the drawings. For oh, that. yeah, yeah. One of my favorite uh, scenes, which I probably should have put on here, but I didn't, is, uh, is, a, is the girl, Emily, doing an ollie in high heels, which is, of course, ridiculous. But I, I couldn't get it, and I, I was like, how do you what's an ollie exactly and and uh, so i looked at a bunch of youtube videos and i finally sent it to my friend tara who's a, a skateboarder uh who, my age she's awesome and she uh and she was pointing out the discrepancies and it was it, i spent a lot of time on those four panels but they turned out so well and i'm really glad that i did because yeah and now i know what an ollie is and how i won't be able to do one <laughs> Well, with this particular series, so the question is how um, how how did I plot everything out in storyboards and whatnot? Like this particular series, because I worked so closely with an editor the whole time, I did it how the industry wants it to be done, which is here's a summary, and now I'm going to write a script, and now I'm going to thumbnail the script, and now I'm going to turn the thumbnails into drawings, and uh, it was very strict and and uh whereas now that i'm not doing this anymore i'm just all over the place which is ex extremely freeing but it's also it's taking me a lot longer to get anything done so now i kind of understand why they want that done but um but yeah i pretty much wrote everything out to be get, like in 2009 like it all and then i just sat there for a while and then i started drawing things i i wrote everything out and then i started experimenting with different styles it's interesting that the reason that this was took so long to publish was because the one thing that I loved most about this book or these books, which is that they're seen drawn in different styles, that was the thing that made it really hard to publish because no one wanted to take a chance on something that hadn't been done before. Um, but so far, it's getting some good reception. And I see that other people are doing that now too, which is exciting. It seemed really obvious, like, oh, comics, like that different points of view, but yeah, people, some of the publishers would be like, yeah, this is a good story. Could you, could you draw it all in the same style? I'm like, no, that's not the point. I didn't answer your question, did I? <laughs> With the memoirs though, I do, I do, I, I did do it sometimes similar things where I would take the story 
pare it down to its essentials and then build it up. It, it, it's my process is so boring. <laughs> <laughs> it's very nerdy. <laughs> Are there any questions or? Out of the box of YA books, what resonated me, with me? I think I only kept one book, but I don't think any of it did resonated with me. Um, and I, and I thought I think that's what made me motivated to actually do this. Was I'm like, okay, there needs to be better stuff out there, which is why in this story I don't I never tell who the publisher is because that's not very nice. <laughs> but I think there's a lot at, since since. 2009, I've, I've definitely read more YA and definitely more YA comics, and I think there's so much more out there now than there was, God, 11 years ago. Jesus. <laughs> um, and, and, yeah, I read stuff all the time. I think, uh, for example, oh, influences. I, she, I wouldn't call her an influence, but she, I, I love her work so much. Tilly Walden just does amazing graphic novel and graphic memoirs for, um, for younger folk, and, and that inspires me, definitely. I've... Maybe not influences me because I'll never be as good as her, but it's definitely inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> oh, me. Um, In her amazing jumpsuit. How did I approach drawing teen fashion? Yeah, when I was drawing, when I was, when I was uh, coming up with outfits for all these people, I knew that if I did anything contemporary, that it would be out in a season, and that this book wouldn't come out for. Well, I didn't realize it would take as long as it did for the book to come out. But at first, what I did was to go to my high school teacher friends and ask them to secretly take photos of their kids. <laughs> Which they did, um, <laughs> and it, and their fashions were really boring. They were wearing a lot of sneakers and hoodies, which makes sense. Um, but I wanted my teens to be a little more fashionable, so I just started inventing stuff. And I was kind of taking from things that I was already wearing. Um, at one point in book two, I stole a, a dress from Steph. Um, and also in book two, I stole uh, Miriam Gerbet's haircut for one of the characters. Uh, so I was I was taking things that I just thought. Just look great, but I didn't. I didn't want to date it too much because I, you know, I don't want it. I mean, it's gonna be dated no matter what eventually. But, but I just I wanted it to. I wanted the fashionable ones to look fashionable and interesting. And yeah, it was. It, I st it stayed up a lot <laughs> worrying about that. And uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if I succeeded or not. But they don't. They don't look dated. I don't think. Do they? Oh no. <laughs> no. No. Steph. What do I enjoy drawing the most? Um, like what are your main things? Oh. You hate cars. I don't <laughs> hate cars. They're they're difficult though. Um, I don't know that I love to draw. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like drawing animals, but that's just because I like staring at animals. The act of drawing is kind of painful, but I'm happy when I come up with a good drawing. That's my answer. Oh, God, that's sad. <laughs> I never really thought about that. I don't believe that, that answer. Because I see you um, work on, like, you take a reference material and then exploring new things, like taking a house design and just oh, yeah. a house. Well, like I, some I, of the scenes in this book are, like, top-down views of a house. It's like a floor plan and all that. Yeah, that was really hard. But I did that for storytelling re telling reasons, not because I was enjoying drawing it. Yeah. Although I've been really enjoying, in the, in the book that I'm writing now, I'm creating my, basically, my dream house for the protagonist and it's like basically an Eichler home but like but different and I'm really enjoying creating this because I'm enjoying fantasizing living in this home <laughs> that doesn't exist and will never exist it's like two stories which I think there's only one of those yeah I don't but the act of drawing it I'm not really enjoying it's just after I've perfected it then I get the endorphins so I enjoy endorphins <laughs> Any more questions? Yumi again. And are you doing more YA, or is this your last ever YA? <laughs> <laughs> am I doing more YA, or am I never drawing again? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> My agent wants me to do more YA, um, but I am working on these other books, so we'll see. Maybe once more of my friends' kids get to the age where they're reading YA, I'll start wanting to influence them. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a while. But I dedicated this uh, this book to my, my dog daughter, who sh she's too young to read it, but um, I'm going to see her in San Francisco. I don't know. So, so it's like it's brewing there. I, you know, we'll see. kind of want to make kids' books just because they're kind of cool. They seem fun to draw. But then I would have to do kids' events, and <laughs> no offense. <laughs> If there aren't any other questions, um, I, th I think we're. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Can I can I take a selfie with you guys in the background, like all Ellen like? Is that? <laughs> uh, wait. Oh no. Sorry, Gary, you're not in That's it. That's fine. My phone doesn't reach. <laughs> Thank you, Gary, for, for doing a wonderful job. All right, so if you, um, if you haven't bought the book yet, uh, we have uh, the new one at the register as well as all the other books, so please check those out as well. Um, and if you just give us a few minutes, we'll clean this all up and set up the assignment. Also, shout out to Adam who came here on his birthday. Happy birthday, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and I'm happy to draw whatever you want in your books. Anything. Yes. <laughs>